Hi, I'm PJ and welcome to House Daily. It's uh, great to be with you again today, to be um, connecting together, to be journeying through scripture together. And I hope you're doing well. Um, I am, I'm doing good, but I've um, recently been trying to um, detox a bit from the news. Um, If I'm honest, I've been finding it um, a bit hard. Um, It's been a lot um, to try and hear so much of that so often and it's it's one of the things of I feel like I, I wanna I need to keep up to date I need to know what's going on I need to be hearing the latest bit of information but actually what it's doing is just breaking me down a lot um if I'm honest and so I've been trying to limit to how much the news um, I'm reading or at least how often I'm reading it trying to limit myself just maybe once a day maybe twice at most um because it was just eating away at me in a way and um, just not healthy. And in some ways, we're told and society constantly tells us we need to know the latest bit of information as soon as it comes out. And um, when I think in reality, it really, we don't need to know constantly what's going on. And it it doesn't help knowing often. Um, it's useful to know the broad stroke, brush strokes and have those... Um, checking points every day but beyond that actually it just it it's it was wearing me down and so I've tried to detox from that a bit and you may be finding similar and I just encourage you um if you might want to try and see if that helps just simplify a bit draw out from that a bit um don't shut off I don't think that's helpful either but um limit maybe how much we're digging into this and in in response dig into his word more because actually there's so much life in his word that's what sustains that's what gives us that joy and energy and that's what's going to help us get through it not knowing the latest bit of information as soon as it comes out instead of maybe a couple of hours later and so that's what i hope we do together here at house daily is just dig into scripture let that sustain us in all that we're doing and so if you've got your bibles we're going through the book of hebrews we started yesterday which is this great letter um just speaking and reminding the the listeners about the supremacy of Christ, about he, how he is over all things. He is more important than anything else. And it's an amazing, encouraging book. It's also an amazing, challenging book. So we expect to be challenged. Um, but today we're going to be digging in. And just that scene a little bit, it's, it's probably written to um, Jewish Christians or at least Christians that had really good understanding of Jewish custom because actually it speaks into a lot of that and challenges a lot of that. And so um, it helps that set the scene because we're going to be going into that today a bit. And so um, we're going to dig into Hebrews chapter 1, starting at verse 4, going to verse 14. So if you've got your Bibles, open them up. Hebrews chapter 1. So he became as much superior to the angels as a name he inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father. Or again... I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. 
He also says, in the beginning, Lord, you lay the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like garment and you'll roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed, but you remain the same and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Angels. I don't know um, how much you've ever thought about the idea of angels. I've um, been trying to think. I can't remember many times I've heard the topic of angels uh, spoken about or preached about in church outside of Christmas, obviously, where we like to mention them once a year, um, because in some ways it's nice and easy. And it's a really big topic and really big thing to get your head around. Um, but it was a really important topic for Jews. Um, and the role of angels was seen very highly. And I, I, to be honest, it's a, it's a topic I understand not loads on. I have a small grasping handle of it. But um, they are really important and they are seen as this intermediate intercessory role between God and man. They come up at really important points throughout Old Testament scripture is that inter in between role. We see that in the, the Christmas story of Gabriel coming and sharing that message from God. Um, we see um, that in Moses as the angels, the one that bring the law to Moses from God. And um, they are that, in between role between God and his people. And so what the author here is just speaking into that, speaking into that and saying, actually no longer is the are the angels that in between role. Christ is that in between role. Jesus and the angels are not the same. They're not the same because and he doesn't he doesn't weigh on any ideas or thoughts that he has or, or whatever it is. He goes immediately to what God says about the issue. He shows and relays out how God speaks about his son and how God speaks about his angels as the primary reason why we are to view this, why we are to believe what the author is saying and understand what God is saying is because how God talks about it. And so we may not have the same struggles that the audience may be here having in terms of thinking about how they relate to angels and how they relate to Christ. Um, the amazing thing, the thing that really spoke to me is how the author used God's word as his foundation for speaking into this. He just kept going to the word of God and seeing how God spoke about the issue and seeing how God spoke about Christ and how God spoke about the angels. So therefore it is clear and simple. Um, and it's that challenge for us is to be equipped in that way of being able to say, actually, I know God speaks about this in this way. I have these words of scripture, these verses, which I've memorized, which lets me know how, it's how God wants to speak into this issue. Um, and often that God doesn't speak about the minute details of life we are in at the moment. God doesn't speak about coronavirus in scripture, um, but he speaks about suffering. He speaks about hope. He speaks about how he calls his, his church to be light in darkness. And so we hold on to those things and need to become equipped in those things. And so actually the challenge that I'm feeling is just how do we become equipped like the author here is to know how to speak into all situations with the word of God, because that is what speaks over these things. Christ is supreme over these things. So how does the word of Christ speak into these situations? to restore and reveal truth in all things. Let me pray.
Dear God, thank you that you speak into our world. You're not this empty void that doesn't say anything, that doesn't have anything to say. But you speak amazing truth and life into all situations. God, may you help us to be like the author here, speaking your words to reveal truth. Help us to become equipped in scripture to be able to share that truth. And help us be willing and ready to share it whenever we need. In your name. Amen. Thanks for joining. I hope you have a great day. Be safe. Be church. Keep washing your hands. Bye.